TKM Incorporated in Moss, Tennessee is a construction company that specializes in erosion control, seeding, and soil, hydro seeding, hydro mulch, minor excavation, and silt fence. They also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their business is keeping people safe, but their passion, their mission, is they wish that all men could be saved. TKM has adopted the nickname, The King's Men, because as they serve you, they also serve the King. If they could provide any of their services for you, please contact them at 931-243-3958. That is 931-243-3958. Or you can contact them on the net at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. TKM Incorporated is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor is a full construction company that primarily focuses on civil construction and asphalt sales in the Huntsville and Fayetteville regions. Services they provide include but are not limited to road construction, asphalt material, underground utilities, site work, and demolition. They employ heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, pipe layers, and CDL dump truck drivers. If you would like for this company to work for you on your project, or if you'd like to work for them as an employee of this family-owned business, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. Or three W's and a dot sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Under the category of things that you know, but don't always realize. Now, I, I know that's kind of a confusing concept, but it, it's like, I know I'm short. I walk around in my little body 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's the only body I've ever had. And I have this perspective from five foot, four inches tall above the ground. And, and But I don't see the world from everybody else's perspective. And so when I see myself in a group picture, I'm like, oh, my, you're a little tiny person. And, and especially when I'm around the SWAT guys. I mean, you know, those, those dudes are huge lots of times. And that's just another one of those things. The SWAT guys. I mean, I know that they're guys. And I guess that sounds weird, but they're just dudes. They're just people. But I see them in a different light. I see them as they hone the proficiency of their skills. I watch them do incredibly brave things in their body armor. I watch them do things that other people can't do. I watch them run toward things that other people are running away from. And I I do realize that they're just guys. But you put that nomaker on the front. You put that title, the SWAT guys. And it's different. I look at them differently. We were at this event, and and the event was a baby shower. 
And it was in my calendar as the SWAT team baby shower. <laughs> There's you an oxymoron, the SWAT team baby shower. Well, one of the guys on the team, he and his wife were, were having twins. And so they put together this little reception for them. And, and when I say they put together, I mean the, the wives of the SWAT guys, Melanie Baggett uh, would have been the uh, driving force behind that. And so we show up at this venue and, and it's just a normal baby shower. I mean, it's, it's just young men and young women and people with families, and, and they're there. I remember walking in behind one of the newer guys, and, and he was new enough I didn't really recognize him because he wasn't wearing his, you know, his uh, BDUs, and he wasn't wearing a, a shirt with our logo on it. He was wearing, you know, some pastel-colored shirt and, and some some shorts that, you know, you'd see a guy maybe in a frat wearing in these little dock-looking shoes and I remember making the comment, had we been in college together, I'd have picked on you. <laughs> and of course, the dude is like, you know, nine feet tall and, and, and muscular, but I just wasn't used to seeing him dressed like a civilian. But, you know, you get to the SWAT team baby shower, and it's just the guys and their wives, and it, we didn't have a, a, a tactical protein board. We had a, a, a charcuterie board. And we had meat, and we had cheese, and there was grapes, and there were strawberries and there were desserts and there were snacks and, and, you know, people were drinking lemonade and, and it was just a normal, it was like any other baby shower you'd go to, except the guys that were there work their job, not who they are, what they do. Their job is, is they're on a SWAT team. And I was milling around the room trying to meet some of the folks and, talking to people and having a good time. And I ended up at this table. And and the thing that really gets me sometimes about working with these police officers is you see them as police officers. And you see them in their role. And you, and you see how competent they are. And then when I meet their wives, I realize how young they are. Even in, even in the academy, you know, you're graduating a bunch of very, very young guys out of the academy. But you still see them as young men starting a career. But then you show up at the academy graduation and those girls that come out of the audience to pin their badges on them. And, it, and it's like you're you're at the prom. They're just so young and so sweet. And you just don't – you know that they're young people, but you don't realize it till you see these these young little wives with them. Well, I'm standing at this table, and there's several girls at the table, and, and they're talking, and this young lady keeps saying, Cody this and Cody that, and, and she's telling some story about Cody. And I was just, you know, I had one of those old senior citizen brain fart moments, and I said, Cody, I thought you were married to Medford. She said, well, I am married to Medford, but I call him Cody. <laughs> you know, it dawns on you that the guys, these guys, they have names. See, in my body armor, I've got this pouch in the back of it where one of my plates, where my armor plates goes. And it's got a zipper so you can exchange the plate if it expires. And inside that carrier on the back of my vest, I've got a Bible. And in the back of that Bible, I've written the name of every SWAT operator I've ever been involved with, every SWAT operator that's ever been on the team every one of our supervisors, and I've got their names written. And, and the list is long. After 31 years, there's, there's been a lot of them, and I don't remember all of them at the same time. And, and so when I pray for the guys on the team, I, I pull that Bible out, and, and it gives me my list. And I can name the guys on the team right now, 
but I can't name all the guys that have ever been on the team, but I still pray for them. But it struck me that that, that in the back of my my Bible, in the back of my body armor, I've got this list, and it's Daly and Robinson and Clemens and Goins and Baker and Carter and Gambino and Baggett and Shields, Danoon, Brightwell, Boyer, Bryant, Franks, Umo, Medford, Dutton, Ofield, Burgess, Fan, Lucas, Lamb, Rogers, Miller, Najar, Eich. I just call them those, what's on those nameplates? And I realize I've been asking God to bless Danoon and Robinson and Baker and Medford and Dutton and Franks and Umo and but their but their names are, are Brandon and David and Zane and James and Taylor and Jason and Scotty and, and, and Cody. And, and and they're just dudes. And that's what their wives call them. Now we call Dave Dave and, and Melanie calls him David. And David and Dave are really, really different dudes. And you can see the pictures of when David is with Melanie and when Dave is with us and, and he's wearing his angry eyes. But that's a different story for a different day. But this realization when this young wife said, Well, yeah, I am Medford's wife, but I don't call him that. And then it dawned on me that I've been praying for the last names. And I need them to, to really realize the first names. I really need to realize that there are not just dudes, but dads and sons and brothers and uncles and cousins and, and friends. It gives you a little different perspective. I, I, I idolize these guys. I can't, I can't accurately describe the amount of respect that I have for the, for especially those guys. Now, I respect all of our police officers, but these guys are, are special in, in in lots of ways, and they're true heroes. They're true professionals they're they're true operators and you know i elevate them in my mind as as these larger than life people and i have to i have to really remember that there are people with lives and wives and and and, and their wives <laughs> don't call them their last names they call them their first names when we teach the crisis intervention training and then even when we teach things in, in counseling, we talk about person-centered first language. That when you encounter somebody, you don't you don't label them with their diagnosis or their behavior. No, we, we tend to do that. You know, we want to give people labels. This guy is a schizophrenic, or this person is a bipolar, or this person is an addict. No, it, it, it really is. This is a person struggling with schizophrenia. This is a person dealing with a mood disorder. This is a person with substance abuse disorders. And, and seeing the person first, 
That's what person first language means. See, seeing the person first. It, it does it does a lot of things. Number one, it, it allows us to realize what we actually know. That everybody on this planet is somebody. And they're connected to other somebodies. They're somebody's son, they're somebody's spouse, they're somebody's brother, they're somebody's friend. And learning to see them beyond the label that we're comfortable giving them. Learning to see people as people. We don't see people by their diseases. We don't label them by their diagnosis. And we definitely shouldn't label them by their difficulties. And, and even, the, even the people that are, that are difficult to deal with. Even the people, the SWAT guys go and, and, and arrest, they're still people. Now, they've broken the law, and they're dangerous, and, and, and they're living with criminal behavior. But, you know, our job as a SWAT team is not to solve their problem. Our, the job of the SWAT team is to resolve what's going on in that particular moment that, that put them at, at countermeasures with the law. But when that's all done, there's... There's a realization that everybody we run into is people. Now, that doesn't give them an excuse to behave badly and, and doesn't make our use of force any different other than the fact that, you know, you have to use the amount of force that's necessary to get your job done and go home safe to your family. But it's so easy for us to categorize and just label people with these comfortable titles without seeing the people in the people. The person first language. There's a, I don't know if you'd call it a parable, if you'd call it a scenario. But in one of his teachings, Jesus gives this scenario about judgment. And he talks about that, that at the judgment, the, the king would separate the people like a shepherd divides sheep and goats. And, and there's one on his left hand and, and some on his right hand. And he looks at one group of people in this scenario. And... and and in this scenario, they're divided like a shepherd divides sheep and goats, but he never calls anybody sheep and he never calls anybody goats. It's just you giving us the picture of how to understand it was divided. And the criterion for righteousness in this particular scenario is, is not about the things that you might think we talk about. But in this scenario in Matthew chapter 25, the king says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. Or the flip side of that is he looks at a group of people and says, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. And I was naked and you didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you didn't minister to me. And, and in both cases, the, the people who are being talked to, they respond with, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or naked? Or, and, and when did we see you and minister to you? Or when did we see you and not minister to you? And in this judgment scenario, Jesus replies, if you didn't do it to one of them, if you didn't see the people in the people, if you didn't do it to one of them, you didn't do it to me. And I think it's imperative that we really intentionally try to live our lives without labels. 
and, and that we don't give people the, just the label of their job or just their diagnosis or just their difficulty. But we understand that they're people doing this job. They're people struggling with this. They're people who have that problem or they're people who have that success. Because in this scenario that Jesus gave out, you know, he basically says that if you don't treat people like you would have treated me, if you saw me in that situation, then you didn't treat people right. And as a minister and, and as a chaplain, you know, I often try to, to live life so that people will see Jesus in me. But I think it's way, way more important for us to live our lives and not just see the people in the people. But I think it's super imperative, and I think it's more important that we not strive so hard as for them to see Jesus in us, but for us to see Jesus in them. And then if I could see them as Jesus, how would I respond to Jesus in that situation? How would I respond to Jesus in a difficulty? How would I respond to Jesus with that diagnosis? I guess, you know, the example only goes so far because, you know, Jesus wouldn't break the law and Jesus wouldn't sell meth and Jesus would. But in the normal, everyday thing, if Jesus were hitchhiking, if Jesus were asking for food, if Jesus were in the hospital, my response to, to that scenario would be really, really different. And so, yeah, as much as it's important to see the people in the people, and as much as it's important that, that I want people to see Jesus in me, it's probably much, much more important and much, much more effective when I learn to see Jesus in the other people. Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707, 615-371-8707, or you can go to three W's and a dot, worldchristian.org, find the Donate Here button, and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure is sponsored by us, what? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive spiritual development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem. Grappling with life, controlling your inside space, 
a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones, and then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Thank you.